Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. That is a good jingle, don't you think? Welcome to uh, the family podcast, Car Selling Secrets, Tom Bernard podcast. It's all kinds of things today. It's the Jimmy Francis show. It's the Mike Gelfand extravaganza. It's the Andy powerhouse. It's all of those things. You know me, I'm a powerhouse. Oh, yeah. With our very, very special guest, sir. Uh, Me, Jimmy Francis. (laughs) <laughs> He's looking do- around the room saying, who's a special guest? I don't know. Yeah, what? what? <laughs> oh, my God, it must be me. And it is indeed. Andy Brown Bernard. Mike Gelfan. There you go. Tom Bernard here, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. If you guys don't mind, I would like to start talking about the reaction we got to yesterday's show, which was unbelievable. It was a pretty good show. <clears throat> very, very nice. At, at one point, I know, Mike and Jimmy, you're not going to believe this, but at one point there were nine people on the show. Wow. Because we had the, the whole morning show uh, was in here, and then the whole family podcast show was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Mike Michael Berriman, you know Michael Berriman from The Hills Have Eyes and all those great movies. He, if he was you in, Google uh, them, sure. and saw his picture, you'd recognize him. Oh yeah, in, in a minute, yeah, in a minute. There's no doubt about it. But I just um, so much great reaction, and I, I just, you know, Mr. Gelfand, I got to tell you something. I'm finding out all kinds of stuff, switching gears and moving over to a different place, doing a different kind of show. Mm. And Andy, I do want to talk a little bit right after this about how people can just put it on their Bluetooth in their car and listen to it in their car anytime they want. 
Yeah, right? should be easy enough. I would think so. Uh, a lot of people think, oh, my God, it's so hard to get. No, it is not at all. You can put it on your laptop. Your well, we'll get to that in a second. But I just, uh, we had nine people on. Michael Berryman was the ninth person that came on. Nobody, and again, people bumped into each other, but not in a, in a clumsy way or any of that stuff. They were very funny. They were very good. And, and Mr. Gelfand, you're going to love this one. Because hmm. Mike is going to be on on Thursday mornings just before this show. <clears throat> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to set the alarm and uh, make it in here uh, with any luck by 9 a.m. So I can take part in the, uh, in the Tom Bernard morning show for the last hour of that on Thursdays. And then, just like you, I will just sort of segue into whatever this is. <laughs> Whatever it turns Well, it's going to be, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be the KQ morning show from about uh, 11, 12 years ago. When did you leave, Mike? Uh, well, it would have been uh, 2011. 12 years ago? Yeah. Wow. Oh, so just that before this podcast started, huh? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, see, that's a good thing because we're going right back to the Gelfand era. Oh, yes. When the show As used it's to often be. called. That's what I call it every yeah. time yeah. I bring it up. I'm just, I'm just telling you flat out. But it's so funny because I sat and talked to Andy and Alex and Catherine about this and all the rest of it and the way things were changed around and suggestions were made and people, you know, God bless them, whatever they wanted to do. But what we did is sit down and, you know, a lot of the advertisers I talked to about this, what they think of this idea. And um, But we're going to go back to just before Mike Gelfand left. A lot, uh, the only person that's not coming back is Mike Evans because he's, he's doing his own deal or whatever. I don't know, what, whatever. But Kristen Burt is going to be taking his place, and she's phenomenal. She's on this uh, show on Tuesdays. Timmy Lammers. I mean, everybody's coming back, Mike. It's unbelievable. Uh, the one thing I did have to ask Jimmy Francis before I move on, though, I can't get a hold of Carl. So would you mind calling Carl for me and ask him if he'll come on once in a while? Oh, God, yeah. I'm sure he would be. You, you can't get a hold of him? Usually you call him, it's the first ring, and he picks it up. Well, last time he was on. He's waiting for someone to call. Last time yeah. he was on, he was like, what, 90-something? So, God, he's in his <laughs> hundreds now. So I might take the second ring. Yeah, it might take a while. <laughs> It might take two rings, Mikey. There's no doubt about uh, it. But, but we sat down and we talked a lot about this, that, and the other thing. And, and uh, I just want to get back to when this show was a lot of fun. We used to laugh. And I, one of the things that's driving me is nobody uh, – comedy is just kind of hidden now. It's oh, still yeah. there, but it's very well hidden, unless, of course, it's very correct – but uh, we got to get back to having fun and laughing and enjoying life and all the rest of it, because I got to be honest with you, watching uh, whether it's uh, CNN or Fox or Fox and CNN or whichever channel it is, blah 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 blah, they're never going to find happiness. It's just they're making too much money being pricks on both right. sides, don't you think? Well, it's the na- as a former journalist, I, you know, it it's the nature of news, and I don't think Fox really covers news, but. And and CNN now, of course, is going back to softcore. So apparently they decided that whatever they were doing didn't work. Right. Well, it didn't work. Their numbers were terrible. Well, the numbers were not good, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, if you want to talk about the news, it's it's never going to be really entertaining. No. It's no, just, that's it's, true. You know, the, the news is, is just another form of tragedy. Well, how about the – now, this is a headline. This would fit into either – uh, Fox, CNN, or a humor show, wouldn't it? You ready? Mm-hmm. This is a real story. 
father of Highland Park shooter, is indicted. Oh, that's nice to know, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice wow. family. Jesus, Bell. <laughs> was it connected with the with the shooting, or was it? I gotta. I'll click on it, but see, that's the kind of news that I want to do from now on. If we're gonna do serious news, it's gonna be like, "Hey, why is this such a big story? A guy shoots someone, and his dad gets indicted. What the hell is well, that?" You know, it's 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 not exactly a shock. I mean, you no. you, you look around at what's going on in 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 colleges, especially in high schools, because that's really where the action is now. I mean, and uh, and I don't mean that in any kind of flippant way i mean it's just it's these are getting to be places that are scary for everybody yeah and yeah, and you look at and you, and you say to yourself the kid is like you know these these kids are 15 16 17 however old they they are they they basically they don't believe in education the kids don't because in their world they've seen that it just doesn't work right yeah and they're not and, and i and i i don't want to be make this a sweeping indictment but for the most part the, the look i'll just go right back to when they were four years old i don't think their parents read to them you are right on that well it's so so easy to do these days it's like oh you know that attitude you got right now was your was it your mother or father was an alcoholic and beat you yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, that's, it's, we're all paying for what mama and daddy did. Well, that's, that's it. I mean, you know, you, you, you said it many times, you know, when you, when you deal with people, you're dealing with their parents. Well, yeah. Oh, as somebody that's got some teenagers in school, let's get off that topic. Let's get back to the show. Are you going to have some irreverent stuff like you used to have, like talk with talk and uh, oh, some of those fun bits where, you know, as I was growing up listening to the queue, that was the stuff I loved just to see, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, what was going to be next and the prank calls that were, you know, having the guy run down and read back the the, the number off the, you know, the boat motor and, ah, what? I can't hear you. Come back. You know, climb the stairs 20 times, you know. You can thank legislation for no more of that. You're not allowed yeah, to do that they, anymore. Well, the FCC yep. doesn't like that nope. kind of humor. But no. even here, can't, we can't do that nope. now? You, you can't. Prank calls nope. are more or less illegal at this point. Really? That's why they don't do them anymore. But wasn't it wasn't it the FCC that cracked down? I believe so. Yes. So in other yeah. words, uh, hey, no FCC to deal with with podcasts, right? I think there's other laws against prank calls. I think it depends yeah. on your uh, oh, municipality well, or whatever. Push it. Push the limits. Push the limits. Let's get back to it. Push it to the limits. <laughs> you know what you talked about, Jimmy? My favorite line from that whole thing, Johnny Johnny Lastman, of course, did the call of the day. He did the chucker, all the rest of it. But that particular one you're talking about, <laughs> when the guy says to the uh, the man in the garage, listen, we've got a lot of problems with your, your son. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, there was an incident and your, your son... Uh, Ran into somebody, and I don't know if he killed him or not, but uh, it's your neighbor down the block, Billy. And the guy, there's a pause. The guy goes, what the hell are you talking about? You just seen Billy ride by on his bike. He looked great. <laughs> <laughs> remember, when, remember when people, when listeners would, would, uh, would write in and, or call us and give us ideas for yeah. prank calls? And it was always something like, you know, uh, my neighbor, uh, Jim's wife, uh, she's in the hospital. She had surgery. Let's call up Jim and tell him his wife died. Oh, yeah. There's, that's, that's humor. Funny. Yeah. Ah! 
But that was the news too, right? Like we would get our news from you as it happened, right, on the queue. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. people would call oh, yeah. in and say this is the, you know, we didn't have the instant messaging and yeah. that kind of stuff. So it oh, was yeah. really cool to, to have that kind of conversational updated news as we saw it or as you guys heard it i guess now everything that happens there's 500 cell phones within (laughs) picture taking radius so it's it's all over social media within five seconds of it happening i did get in a little bit of trouble with the family when i barged into philip's hospital room (laughs) remember that (laughs) philip had a gallbladder attack and I mean, right. it was a substantial amount of pain. So I just showed up in his hospital room, started reading from the chart. And uh, <laughs> apparently some of Philip's family members did not appreciate the humor. Oh, for Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, I just talked to Philip yesterday, as a matter of fact. And uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't bring up that subject, but he's doing well. I would like to have Philip on by phone because Philip uh, is having some, a few problems with his health, is he not? He said he's uh, doing a lot better now. Good. Good, because I'd love to have him on the phone once in a while. I don't, I don't think he can come in anymore. But the Philly dog has been a great friend of mine for about 50 years now. It's about I think I met him when I was t- when I was 22 years old, 21, 22 years old. Yeah, he's a legend. He is a legend. Did he ever sell cars? Do you know? Is he a car salesman? I don't. Th- I don't think so. Pitching cars. Well, he'd be like the guy oh, in car like, get the goddamn car. Yeah. <laughs> he'd give you a forearm like, shiver ever... if you didn't buy it. You mean, like, did he ever do one of those uh, athlete commercial kind right. of things? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Whitaker Buick, something yeah. like that. I Buying this car Whitaker would be a real Buick. touchdown. <laughs> oh, God, those days. But, yes, Jimmy, to answer your question, that's exactly where we're going to go back to. Nice. We've got good, decent people that all really like one another. I mean, the fact that Gelfand gets to work with Brittany again is going to be yeah. unbearable. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah, and, and that's one thing people should know is that it's it's not just a bunch of us of old. It's not like a reunion show exactly because no. we got Brittany there, and she's, you know, young, charming, affable, irresistible. Well, she is all those things. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no getting around that. Yeah. Um, Are you going to have someone on the street, man, on the street? Those were also great bits, too, oh, where it was God, like the instant the access to somebody at the concert waiting in line for, you know, Black Friday or whatever it was. You, you, there was always good comedy in that in that stuff. It wasn't so yeah. funny when the guy grabbed me by the neck in the White Castle on Blaisdell. <laughs> That's the same one, remember I told you, Greg Osham? Remember, he went by Greg Austin on the air, but his real name is Greg Osham. Mm -hmm. And he just gets to town from, I believe, uh, Grand Forks, North Dakota, and he's working over at uh, KSTP. And so I'd like, okay, well, let me, uh," he says, I want to go to White Castle. I'd like to go to White Castle. So I said, well, there's one right down on Blaze. I'll drive you down there. We'll go down there. It'll be good. We pull into the White Castle, the very one you're talking about, Mr. Gelfand. Mm Mm-hmm. We pull in there. I said, why don't you run in? I'll park the car, and I'll be right in. I walk in. There are three guys surrounding Greg, <laughs> and one of them keeps saying to him, let me try on your coat, man. <laughs> and he's taking his coat off, and I said, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> he goes, this guy wants to try my coat on. I said, you, get the hell out of here now. <laughs> you go get in my car, and then I'll talk to these three young fellas and see how that'll work out. <laughs> uh, the guy, he was going to give his coat to a guy. It's yeah. like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Well, that uh, there was always something happening at that unit, and uh, oh yeah, it, it still really is the right now. I would have to say it's the anchor of the chain. I think so. Yeah, I it used, used right. to be the one down on uh, uh, you know down on uh, University Avenue or just off University oh, Avenue. Yeah. I, I used to take the bus home from school because you know I went to school to high school, University High School, and I'd take the bus home. 
and invariably it would it, when it stopped uh, right in front of the White Castle, people would come in ha having just dined there, and uh, then I'd transfer downtown. But it didn't. It was, I couldn't transfer soon enough. I'd get home. I'd walk in the door, and my mom would say. Well, you've been eating at White Castle, huh? <laughs> just smell like it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the onions oh. just rolling in? Oh, you, you know what? You just have to throw your coals away. You know, there's a guy in one of the groups that I follow. I follow so many neighborhood stuff, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. uh, somebody in and I don't know if it's real or not, but that guy goes to White Castle. He checks in at White Castle every day. Oh, boy. <laughs> Could you imagine eating a White Castle every day? Bre well, I mean, no, I know they I got a, the one in West St. Paul. They got a great breakfast. Sure, you know. So. Oh yeah, of course. I can't imagine eating there every week, much less every day. I crave case at a tailgate party or something. Yeah, you like know, maybe couple, once every couple, like twice a year, maybe. Yeah. When, when I turned forty, I I celebrated by going down to the White Castle with with my kids, and uh, and I w was able. I you know I used to live, when I was a kid. Of course, I think we all remember this. You know, you could eat five or six of them at a time, right? And then a, a big sack of nails, and uh, it was fantastic. Sure. So I managed to eat two, and uh, I never had one again. Oh, you never did? No, I just decided I'm 40 now. I can't eat White Castle hamburgers anymore. Oh, that's too bad. Wow. I, okay. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, you can you can eat them harmlessly when you're in your teens and 20s and 30s. But you, you turn 40, and it's like... It's over. No, it's just over. You're yeah, right. Yep. You'll be fine, don't worry. Okay, little walk down memory lane for Mike Gelfand or Jimmy Francis. Andy, you're not old enough to remember this. Mike was talking about the White Castle, which is right there at the Hennepin and Central area. Mm -hmm. uh, it was right in front of a mall. What was the name of the store right behind? As you were driving by, you looked at the White Castle. There was a grocery store right behind it. Oh, yes. What was the name of that grocery store? I used to go by there every day on the bus, and I can't yep. remember. You can't. Was it a Red Owl? Red Owl you is what I was going to say. Oh. oh, yeah. It was a Red Owl, and you know, it was in a movie. Did you know that White Castle and Red Owl shot was in a movie? No. Uh, it was... Um, Would it have been Jingle oh. All the Way? No. Well, yeah, Jingle All the Way probably was, too. You're right. No, it was the... Uh, Christ, I can't remember the name of the movie or the actor, but... Uh, That's uh, not helpful. Awesome. <laughs> I will get back. Do you here. remember the name <laughs> of the bar, though? Oh, Untamed Heart. It was called Untamed Heart. Do you remember Untamed the name Heart. of the bar there? No, I don't. It was don't. a bar in that little strip mall. Sure. All I, I remember, remember that. is that it was a universe. I think it was a. It was owned by a former football star at the U. Oh, Whitey's. Um, I can't remember the name. Whitey's was right down the block. I know, and the reason I know that is because Tubby Smith, who was a black man in America today, was the head coach of the Gopher basketball team. Mm -hmm. About the fourth time he went in there, he said, man, i gotta, I got to work something out because I can't keep calling you Whitey. Yeah, yeah. Whitey Skoog. Remember Whitey, Whitey Skoog? Skoog? I do remember. Yeah, he was, I think he play, did he play in the NBA? I think so. I think he might have, yeah. Now, this bar, was, was it, it, it bore the name of this gopher football player. Oh, you know what? I know exactly the bar you're talking about. Who the hell was that? <sighs> Benson's. Was it Jerry's? Benson's, Brett? Bob's. I'm thinking it was a, a guy who had a, a ski at the end of his name. Jaworski. I think. Jablonski. Maybe it was Jaworski. Yeah. Sean Stucker. No, that's not right. <laughs> um, what's the number, Andy, people can call in? Uh, 
For now, let's keep using the Skype number, 561-228-4061. Although, I, uh, next week, we're going to transfer to the studio what, line. So. What was that one? Five, what, say it again? 561-228-4061. Maybe we'll have Carl call in. You mm. probably oh, know. Carl. Carl would know, I bet. You know, you're absolutely right. And he was a, he was a very famous football yes, player, too. Yes. It wasn't like some stiff... Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think it was Bronco uh, Nagurski, but it was. Uh, no, it wasn't. But it was. A, a, might have been a similar. I, I, I thought Andy might have come up with it by now. See, I wasn't allowed to go to Minneapolis until I was in my <laughs> <laughs> mid twenties. Yeah. Uh, Where'd yeah. you grow up? South St. Paul. Oh, you grew up there, okay. Yeah. okay. Saint, a lot of St. Paul stuff, but mm-hmm. but not uh, Minneapolis. And my real big exposure was going to Brown Institute. Ah. So. Oh, yeah. Well, I got, matter of fact, that was brought up to me yesterday, Jimmy Francis, because I talked about the fact that Jimmy Francis, the mayor of South St. Paul, is going to be on with us. And uh, somebody called in and said, uh, not on the air, but said to me, you know, I like Jimmy Francis and I like all the stuff that he does and all the rest of it. But uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you on on the important things. And he, he kept calling me back, and I'll get to the end of it later on. It <laughs> was pretty good. They they basically oh I remember the big part of it. I wanted to tell you was, yeah, he's a good mayor, but he was a better disc jockey. <laughs> <laughs> so where did you work? I worked. Uh, I worked for KSTP. That was well, that's my, right. That was my first job, uh, driving Mr. Hubbard, and then uh, moved uh, moved into board opping for Barbara Carlson. And really? uh, and then that's where all of the the background stuff started with uh, Sushire and KS95 and, you know, doing bits for those folks. And then I went to uh, Tama, Iowa. It was my first job out of Brown Institute as a, really? as a sales manager. In Can you North believe East that? from the chat says McNamara's? Yep, McNamara. I think that yep. was it. There Bob it McNamara. Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. I go. did say Bob. You did really. say Bob. You, did. So you were yeah. halfway you there. Did. Bob McNamara. It's McNamara's. You're absolutely yep, right. that's it. I remember the Poodle Club over there, too. That was the other sure. one where, where if school got canceled. And we had Roy Finden was our teacher. Sure. You oh. know. <laughs> um, if, Did uh, you take a weather class? No, <laughs> yes. but you know what's funny is I was working at KSTP at the time. Mm-hmm. And we happened to be moving some stuff out of storage and doing whatever. They were doing a remodel in the weather department, actually. Uh, so we were throwing a bunch of stuff out, and we came across some pictures. And here was a picture of my favorite anchor, Stan Turner, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ed Cairo, and Roy Finden, sure. all in a row in the God. 70s outfit. So I took that picture, and I brought it to class, and I just put it up on the board and didn't say anything. And he came in, and he talked probably for the first hour of the class about that picture. <laughs> about what was happening in that at that time and how he did stuff and it was really it was awesome right but it yeah. got him going down memory lane so it was, nah, it, no it was uh, one of the perks of working at KSTP is seeing all the access to all those old photos oh no question about it. that's where my career is well I, I worked at KDAN for a couple of months which was at 1370 AM it's no longer even on the air it by the way it was a country station so you can imagine me Still a resident of North Minneapolis doing country radio. It was basically sounded a lot like this. As Porter Wagner and uh, Dolly Parton on uh, KDA. <laughs> I was kind of just mumbling my way through it. But, uh, yeah, then I went to, went to uh, 
Grand Forks, North Dakota, and worked at KNOX for a while up there. Got fired up there, too, because I got fired from KDAN, then I got fired from KNOX, and then I came uh, down and started doing some, well, you know all the, all the barriers, the sound barriers on I-35? Oh, yeah. I was one of the guys that built those. So there you have it. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. You know, Tom, one of the only people that I know in the radio business that hasn't been fired is Rob O'Brien over at, uh, at yeah. Hubbard. I mean, everybody yep. everybody that's been in radio has been fired no, one way or another, right? Well, well I'm, I sort of half got fired once, but... Still managed to do a straight 25 years at the, at, at at the, the same KQ, place. and I never worked at any other station. Although, there was a time when there was a, I, I haven't looked at this lately, but there was, a, I'm sure it's still there, a, a, a Wikipedia KQRS page, and they talked about the people on the show, and it said that I had begun, I'd be, my career had started at uh, at a 500-watt uh, radio station in Anoka. Why? <laughs> I don't know. 500-watt? Well, you know, I made up the 500-watt <laughs> oh, Oh, so you put it in there. Small. <laughs> you, you, you put the wiki in there, then. <laughs> right. You wrote your own. <laughs> well, no, what I did was I, 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 uh, I, I emailed them saying that, you know, I was in the KQRS. You could do that if you were part of the part of the Wikipedia page, and I said that the information on me was absolutely 100% correct. <laughs> Love it. Nice. Except why wouldn't it be? 100% correct with... where? So where was it again? What time was it? It was, it was in Anoka. It was in Anoka. Anoka. There you go. Yeah, there, there could, I think there was only one radio station in Anoka, but can't, I can't remember the call letter. It's probably still there. <clears throat> well, well, let's I'm find sure out. Is. You know, Did we had one in South St. Paul. Yeah. What was that? Yeah. What, was, what were the call letters? Uh, well, WCCO was there for a while, but it was uh, K. Uh, it was uh, K. Oh, what was it? W. It was a cow. C O W at the end of that. Oh, well, of course, because it's your well, many cows died. Well, cattle died in South St. Paul. Right. Well, they were transferred they through. Not a lot they were died. Dead I mean, there. there was there was a bunch that died there. Yes, but yeah. uh, when well, the packing plants left, you know, they just they would come in and yeah. it was like a big hotel yeah. for animals. You'd come in and you, honestly, you'd come in, you'd have them weighed when you brought them, dropped off your head. Yeah. They'd give you a ticket, and then you'd say, "Well, I'm going to keep these here for two weeks, feed them, and then we'll we'll uh, you can sell them or whatever." It was like a hotel, but the cattle didn't need a wake up call. No. no. Well, that's the, that, that was the unfortunate for them, you know. See, now this is an educational show as well because I have to ask, because I do remember when South St. Paul was a huge stockyard. Oh, why, yeah. did that, why did that change? What, what happened? Oh, the markets changed. You know, um, South St. Paul was the midpoint, right, between the two um, 
from the the west to Chicago. Mm. Uh, oh, it, sure. You know, and so it would be a feeding spot to get them and feed them and, you know, send them either on their back down to Chicago or off to wherever. Um, and some of those packing plants then came to do their thing. And it just it, it just got uh, more convenient to go to those bigger cities. And so then it, mm. it, it died oh, out. Okay. The, those plants left. Um, uh, both Swifts and Armors left. The stockyards was still there up, up until 2008. So I'm actually the first mayor, and I got elected in 2017 uh, to be without a stockyards. So really? the, the, the mayor before me had the stockyards and closed it down and, um, in 2008, which meant the stockyards portion of it was not where they would kill them or slaughter them. It was where they mm. traded and bought and traded. And so uh, for a long time, it, it was the... Uh, on the radios all over the country, the the market reports came out of South St. Paul. So did the population of South St. Paul go down after the stockyards? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, quite a bit, yeah. actually. And so then at that time, uh, our legislators went and got us listed as a uh, by the by the United States no by the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce. We are considered a a city of a second class that is economically depressed. Uh, because of our industry mm-hmm. loss, and we still are the only one on the state books that has that moniker, um, and so they use that to help get more, you know, some urban money to get us restored, and mm-hmm. nothing really happened until I got there, right? And then now things are happening. <laughs> things are cooking. I digress. No, yeah, it's always been a great thing keeping us going and you know yeah. staying independent as long as we can. But you know, we merged our fire departments with West St. Paul and. You know that's the kind of the start of change uh, in South St. Paul. So mm-hmm. it's it's a good. We got a lot of stuff going, and I got to tell. Are we going to talk about selling cars on this show? No. We rarely well, do. I We're was good. told that this was. A, I was supposed to be coming in talking about selling cars. I brought books. I got pamphlets here. I got the 1957 price list for uh, for all the Chevrolet cars 57. from 1957. Every Chevrolet car. You could possibly want is right here the Where'd Chevy Motor Division stuff? from a car salesman from Concord Street in South St. Paul. His oh. name is Mike Madlin. Uh, he's been on Concord Street for 50 years. He's still there, and he had uh, South City Motors. But his dad worked for other dealers down there, including uh, including uh, uh, a Southview Chevrolet when it was on there. But you know, Fury Motors is down there, and it's still there. It's it's been a uh, a car place for a long time. And so I thought, what the heck? We're coming to this. Let's talk cars. I don't know anything about selling cars, but I'm willing to learn. Yeah, usually boss. what happens, we'll talk about what the hell ever for about 45 minutes. And then Doug will mm-hmm. be like, hey, I brought this uh, piece of paper, this news, usually about electric cars. He'll read it. We'll yeah. talk about it for about five minutes. And then it gets back to what the hell ever for the rest of the show. Oh, so we just so got you, done with the car stuff. Yeah, then. If, you can, get, right. if you can <laughs> keep us on track, the, then uh, you'll be up. You'll do whew. something that no one's been able to do yet. <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. Could you imagine selling cars though in the fifties? You know, hey, by, before that, um, I don't know if anybody's ever looked at the Badger car salesman. It's on YouTube. It's a dealership out of Wisconsin, and they use this little Badger, and they do all these bad things that car salesmen do, and you won't get Badgered at whatever Chevrolet dealership. It's pretty funny. But one of the ones is is he's, a, he's an actual Badger, a little Badger that does it, and the woman comes in to buy a car, and he's like, well, where's your husband? 
And it, it just goes through this whole thing of, uh, well, I'm buying the car. And so he's, she, he's, well, this has got a mirror. It's a reflector for the sun, but it also has a mirror where you can check your makeup. And here's where you can put, you know, just real male chauvinistic car salesman stuff, you know. And uh, it's pretty funny commercials if you haven't seen them. You should you know, this, this is it. good stuff. I'm reading about the Chevrolet accessories for 1957. Ooh. There you go. And uh, here's, here's one that you might be interested in. How much would you have to pay for uh, front and rear bumpers? Bumpers? Mm -hmm. Bumpers. The bumpers weren't standard. Uh, well, uh, I guess these huh. must have been like, uh, maybe, no, this is, might have just been replacement parts. Maybe they're like upgraded bumpers. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're chrome rather than I'm just rusted. I'm going to say $67. No. Well, yeah, I guess back then that was a lot more money. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Everything was expensive back then for cars, wasn't it? Well, this is, it's a little, some of this stuff is somewhat ambiguous because it says bumper front and rear. So I don't know if it means like each of them or if you purchase both. It's probably a set. Yeah, probably a set. Uh, it'll be uh, $28.90. That's way See, more reasonable than today, that's I for sure. I guess, yeah, even with inflation. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. If you got a three-quarter ton forward control truck, single wheel, it costs you $1,451 in 1957. Whoa. For a Chevrolet Let me truck. Calculate that. Let's see. What how much did you say? <laughs> one thousand what? Uh one well, let's see. It was at the three-quarter ton. It was one thousand four fifty-one thirty-two. That's a forward control. 1957 single today, wheel. That would be $15,000. 15G, so yeah. I mean, mm. move the decimal point almost, right? This seems yeah, almost, pretty much. Th this seems a little bit much, though. Radio and antenna, $71.50. Let's see, today that's $770 for a radio? Mm hmm. I don't know. Well, that's the thing. It's like. You can't just get a radio anymore. Well, you get a no. radio that's also got Bluetooth, USB capability. It's probably got some Wi-Fi in there. You know, it's got a CD player. There's no just like a radio for a car. And and you know wow. when radios uh, radios became standard, of course. And so my dad had to actually pay more to get a car without a radio. My dad did not believe in radios and cars. To distract no. them? Distraction. Oh, yeah. 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 You didn't want a radio in the car, no, right? No. And plus, cost, let's find out what a radio costs. <laughs> there's uh, there's some, some of these in there. But well, that was Officer Dave says you're, the, what you read was probably bumperettes. Bumperettes? Uh, no, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, I was but... just going to I guess that's a female <laughs> bumper. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, I'll take the female bumper anytime. Suburban. A 1957 Suburban. Classic with closed subbody, panel doors. $2,216.32. That was the suggested list price. It's 24 grand a day. And the you, so it's you, still cheap. The dealer got it for $1,684. Well, but if you think about what you're getting in that car, mm -hmm. is $24,000 really cheap? I mean, are you even getting AC? Yeah, you're probably oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, I mean, probably, had a few probably more not I'm, power I'm just steering. on the front page here of the uh, yeah. descriptions. Not power steering, almost definitely not power windows. You probably didn't have seat heaters. So there's car guys out there, and uh, back to Mike Madlin, he is a uh, great American and a uh, car enthusiast. He has a home full of 
these types of things, manuals, booklets from every era. So he's downsizing, and if there's car people out there, you can get a hold of me, and I'll get you in touch with Mike. But there is some, you know, he doesn't, he didn't not collect, he's got matchbooks. He's got the the ads from, you know, the, the cases that they go in, so you could check the motor oil stuff and get pick your fabrics and all that stuff. So he's got a bunch of this stuff. If there's cars enthusiasts that want manuals, uh, let me know. Speaking of car enthusiasts, Officer Dave's on to probably tell us what a bumperette is. You mean Citizen Dave. That's right. Citizen Dave. Civilian Dave. Whatever he is. (laughs) Whatever. Anything but late for supper works for me. So a a bumperette. You know the little... You know what the little bumpers, uh, they would bolt to the outside of the actual just chrome bumper, but they were just small, about the size of your fist. You could, uh, you bolted them right to the bumper. They had a little bit of rubber on the oh, yeah, on yeah. the front, but push, they stuck out right? another three, four inches. Mike, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, you it's like they would, like well, they still do, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I always assumed that they were, they were there to take the initial impact. That's exactly what they were. They oh. would, those would crush before, you know, give you that extra two, three inches before it got to the actual bumper of the car. So they're exterior crumple zones. Bolted. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. Those that were actually sense. bolted straight to the frame. Huh. Can you put a bumperette on a bumperette so you get six inches? Double no. You had to bolt it through, so I don't think you could do that. Oh, darn. I need something I'm, like that I'm on sure this. some knucklehead did somewhere. I'll, I need one of those on the side of my car so that when I'm scraping the wall of the garage as I try to get out of it. <laughs> well, sure. you don't want a bumperette. You want a bumper car. Yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. There you go. I think I think I sort of have one, but accidentally. We had so, a... We had a neighbor that, uh, Mr. Raleigh, he lived to be in his 90s, and he, at the end of his life, would drive by touch. Uh, and he, of course, drove oh. the biggest, longest uh, <laughs> Cadillac you could see uh-huh. you know, in a single-car garage, and he'd back out till mm-hmm. he hit the trash cans, and then he'd move forward till he hit the trash cans. And, <sighs> so. so his name wasn't Sid Hartman? No. Oh, no. Sidney. Same thing, right? Because that, all well, that was Sid, yeah. I mean, when I worked at the, at, the, at the Tribune, and in those days, Sid was a young man. He was only, like, in his 70s, you know. <laughs> he didn't sure. look back, though. And, uh, no, but he, <laughs> you know, he, if you saw his, when you, when you parked your car in the lot, the first thing you did was make sure you weren't anywhere near Sid's Cadillac. Right. Because mm. he would pretty much scrape everything on the way out of there. <laughs> I think he was still driving uh, in his uh, in his mid nineties, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have been scary. My grandpa stopped. God, what was he like? Ninety one. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So you, some people they'll drive oh. well after they should not. Oh, well, my dad. You know, he was driving at the age of eighty seven or so there before I finally took away his driver's license, for which he never forgave me and said he would yeah. hate me to his dying day. Yeah. I have a question for all of you. If you can answer this, Andy, you probably wouldn't remember this, but you're too young. But I got to ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Unfortunately, um, I got to preface this with the fact that Raquel Welch died yesterday oh, at yeah. the age of 82. Right? She still was hot. Oh, and she still was beautiful. You're absolutely right. Uh, do any of you remember the one time she appeared on my old morning show, and oh. the call lasted five seconds? Yes, yes I do maybe remember 10 that. Seconds. Do you remember yeah. it? And then you guys talked about it for like two hours <laughs> afterwards. It was like, because people that didn't get it, you know, didn't hear about it, needed to hear about it. 
Yeah, that's true. And it was okay, all Tom's so, fault. Oh, it's up. always Tom's fault. Yeah. It was my fault. You're absolutely right. What did I say to her? That <laughs> now, I should mention that Tower of Power is one of my favorite bands of all time. I love Tower of Power. And they had a song out at that time with the exact same name as what I said to her. This is Raquel Welsh. And uh, Mike, Jimmy, what did I say that made her hang up? I don't. I don't remember Recall the actual words. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I'm looking through their singles to see if any of them uh, make any sense to me. Raquel Welsh does tie in with what I said. Rock baby, you got yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> rock baby, how you doing, rock baby? Click. You didn't like it. <laughs> huh. I love that song. I was trying to give her a compliment. She yeah. got mad and hung up on me. Uh, well, she probably wasn't into po- Tower of Power. Yeah, I was going to say she probably didn't get the reference if I had to guess. <laughs> And then from ever since then, then you softened your approach to interviewing women <laughs> on the radio. I did indeed. Oh, but one right. thing, one yeah. more thing did happen tied to that very song. Uh, living on the north side, I'm driving a convertible. <laughs> I'm going down uh, Highway 55 and stopped at the Bryant Red Light. Remember sure. That? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 55 Bryant, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. I got the top down, and I'm playing Rock Baby at top volume. And the song ends. I look over, and there's this gigantic black man standing there. He looks at me and goes, the hell you know about the rock <laughs> i thought that was fantastic <laughs> and he was serious by the way that turn shut that off man it's not for you it's for me <laughs> i love that whole thing but yeah rock baby died yesterday at 82 she still was absolutely stunning yeah had an edge to her there's no doubt about that 82 wow too young yeah. i don't even know who this is what? Don't, you don't know who raquel welsh what is? are you talking nope. about no Come clue. picture, Andy. Look at her picture. I'm looking at her picture. One of the most beautiful women ever born. I can't, I can't believe born. there's that generational gap that doesn't know. I well, think how old I'm are here. you? I'm, I'm going to be 48 this year. Yeah, I didn't think you were that old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know who she is. I don't My kids know knew who she was. Huh. What was, she, like, what was her most famous movie, probably? Did you ever, did you ever see uh, Shawshank Redemption? Oh, of course. There you go. Yeah. No, I'm the only person on earth who has not seen Shawshank Redemption yet. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. what uh, the hell? Is Andy <laughs> Dufresne loved it. No. Oh, she was in Fantastic Voyage. Yep. Was she the one who always well, had her suit there, ripped up? Yep. Okay, I know Fantastic Voyage, where they well, get all small. Yeah. But I will say this: in Annie's defense, he does know that a little bit of hope is a dangerous thing. Yes, he <laughs> does know true. that. But I had to learn no, that sorry. myself. <laughs> the hard way. Andy, would you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Could you just play a little bit of rock, baby? We can play about, what, 10 seconds, can't we? Uh, I can probably... What happens when they does that? Do they, is there robots out there that are yep. listening? Yeah, sure are. They bring you down? Yeah. The ASCAP robots. ASCAP robots? Yep, Man. exactly. But I guess that's but, good. People get paid that way, right? I, I mean, there's, I'm all for people getting paid for their, see. For their I music. Can, uh, I can play 10 seconds, but I can't promise it'll be a good 10 seconds. Well, you're going to play it from the beginning? Uh, should I? That'll be all instrumental is the problem. I just, <clears throat> I just like that when he first starts singing, that is the part I'd love to hear, and it's probably about maybe 10 seconds in or something like that. Well, I'll play Ramp it up. 10 seconds in. Tommy let's, let's see how we go. It's very... Uh, the bass. I can just see the bass. Very Michael guy. Jackson, actually. Yeah. Maybe it's a thumb. Unfortunately, that's all we got. 
Rock, baby. How you doing, Rock, baby? Yeah, now that we're corporate, we're not allowed to break the rules anymore. We're corporate because of the Hubbards. Is that that the problem? Pretty much. It's a great place. So the Hubbards go, basically just stole our joy. Yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. But they have, they have much more access to other things. So you oh, know, God. The, the, they, the, they do. Yeah. They're already paying the BMI mm-hmm. stuff, man. You're probably going to be able to play anything you want. Hey, yeah, Tom, uh, they have access to the Universal uh, Music Group library, I think. So oh, anything wow. that's on there. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Remember, Beautiful. remember, we were talking about. You started talking about some of your, the old stations you worked for. Yes, sir. And uh, you didn't get into uh, KDWB. Uh, never worked there. I filled in there, but I never worked there. But WDGY, right? I yeah. did work there. Yes, got so, fired from there too. So we were talking when I was in high school. The the uh, the number one disc jockey by far in the Twin Cities was a guy who called himself Jim Dandy. Yep. His real name was James uh, James Brian Everts was his real name. So uh, I found out his real name, and I and you know, I just I just had to know what what happened to him after his days, his glory days. Uh, it wasn't pretty, Tom. Really? No. Oh, that's too bad. Died uh, penniless and homeless. So like I will. Yeah, it kind of you know. That's the hope, isn't it? People always said. People always <laughs> said to me, you know, uh, all horse players die broke. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I want to die broke. Right. Well, I totally do. You don't need well, the money at te- that point. Yeah, right. technically speaking, I don't really care how much money I have when I die. No. Yeah. No. What does it matter? No, he lived. Uh, he lived in a homeless shelter in Minneapolis. Well, that's unfortunate. Did he really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that, that makes me sad because well, I used to listen to Jim Dandy all the time. Yeah, and, well, the Jim thing, of Dandy. course, was, you know, that you didn't exactly, uh, when you got fired from a radio station or left or whatever you did, it's not like you took a pension with you. No, including the last one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> although it was different with Disney. It was different with Disney, and it also, luckily, it's different with Sag and After, too, because that's, my, ah, that's yes, my, right. my home home base right there. But, no, it's... Uh, it's one of those deals. You, and now you got me thinking back on all the great people. You know, the, working with Johnny Canton when I was at WDG. Johnny Canton. Johnny Canton. Johnny <laughs> yeah, Canton. So great. He was one of the original pukers, wasn't he? Well, he was. Yeah, he was. Indeed. And that's not a negative, by the no, way. No, no. He changed his voice. I was going to say, what a him. legacy. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a, a sort of a nickname for epiglottal thrust. One of my favorite stories. This is not negative either, so don't anybody take it negative. We're riding in a bunch of convertibles in the, uh, what was a big parade downtown Minneapolis again? That was the... With the Aquitennial Parade? The Torchlight the, Parade, yeah. The Torchlight Parade, yeah. Where, yeah. where yeah. idiots stood and watched when it was 10 below zero. Well, is that <laughs> St. Paul? St. Paul, right? I mean, so Aquitennial would have been the... Uh, in the Aqu- One in Minneapolis. Yeah, Minneapolis Parade, yeah. That was so, like yeah, the, the, the hottest week of the summer, and then the... Uh, the winter thing was like you know, like the St. Paul Winter Carnival yeah. is in is in exactly the coldest week of the year. Yes. So I'm riding in the convertible right behind Johnny's convertible. Mm-hmm. He's in the back seat. He's sitting up on top, you know, and he's looking back over the trunk of the car and he's waving back to everybody. All the rest of us are waving as we come up. He's looking back and waving waving at them as he goes by, right? Mm-hmm. And I lean over and I say to, to one of my buddies. Why is he looking out the back of the back of the car, waving that way instead of waving forward? He said, Tom, uh, Johnny's bald, and he combs over his hair, so if he faces forward, his hair will all blow backward, and he'll be bald. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny! We miss you. Johnny died a few years ago, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Everybody does. Seems to do that. 
They die. do die. I know, geez. <laughs> Eventually. Get over it, people. Get over dying. When is this you? fad going to end? <laughs> now, the great memories of radio in the Twin Cities. Well, it got me into radio. My mother was being interviewed on KTWB by Sam Sherwood. Remember Sam sure. Sherwood? Yeah. Being interviewed about my brother being in Vietnam. He's in the United States Marine Corps in Vietnam, and they were trying to get a hold of him, put my mother on the phone with him on Mother's Day, I believe it was. I was at Cleveland Park in North Minneapolis, and I'm listening to this. They never did get a hold of my brother because he was out on a routine or something. I don't know, whatever. But they never got a hold of him, but they tried and tried and tried, and they finally said, Mr. Bernard, I'm sorry, we just can't reach your, your son, Terry, but uh, thanks for that. And I thought, I'm standing here at Cleveland Park listening to my mother talk to a radio guy, and they're trying to get a hold of my brother on the other side of the world. That's the kind of business I want to get into. That's what inspired me to get into radio, that very phone call. Yeah, wow. That's true. And here you are today. And here I am today getting out of radio and going into uh, streaming, which is the future of television and radio. Yeah. Yeah, it really well, it is. is. I mean, it's not, that's not a bad thing. No, that's been coming for a while, and people are ready for it, and technology's ready to hold it. And, you know, I mean, Mishki, do you remember back when Mishki was doing it for City Pages? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that, that, was, that was a decade ago, I think. It was. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Streaming is the, uh, is, is the the big thing is going to be, but... It's too bad Bally Sports North didn't figure that out. Bally Sports North, yeah. God. And, then, and because of that, we may never watch the Twins again on television. That is a possibility. Now, what's going on with the Twins? Because I did hear something about this, but well, I've been on, on the road a lot. Someone will buy them up, right? Well, I mean, aren't they well, bankrupt? They, well, what happened was first, and, and this probably will ring a bell here, they overpaid. 
for the rights. No, no, no. And then Bally Sports, uh, having overpaid, then they decided they got kind of they went into a panic mode, I would say, and they had God, we had we have to figure out a way to recover this. So then they sold off the rights to St. Clair. St. Clair Broadcasting, you know, the ones where oh, you sure. have like 180 anchormen all reading yep. the same editorials at the same oh, yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was St. Clair. And then St. Clair didn't want to take a hit for it. So then then came a, a hedge fund that came in and sort of bought from them. I don't, and here it gets more complicated than I can possibly state. But, um, and all, all, the, all the financial analysts at the time said, well, <clears throat> they'll go bankrupt by July. But, of course, they were wrong. They didn't, they're not, they didn't go bankrupt until now, basically. So now they're broke, and nobody knows where, who or if anyone is going to cover Twins games, is going to carry the Twins games. Oh, man. I, that's, that starts in like one week yeah, or it's nine, getting there. nine yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah, they skipped uh, a payment. The owner of Bally Sports Regional Network skips a payment. It was only, what, a couple million? $140 million. Oh, $140 oh! Million. I'm sorry. Oh! I just don't seem to have it this week. No, no, uh, but but uh, you know, here's an Arby's coupon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, Mike, you're driving me. I love the Twins. Always have. Yeah. No, look, it's not that I don't you know love the Vikings and and all the rest of it, but the Twins were always my special deal because I was nine years old when they moved from Washington D.C. and mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I to this day. I still think that Met Stadium for a nine-year-old boy with the lights on at night and that green grass looked like heaven. It was great. It looked like heaven. I'm I was like, so, God, you know, I was so lucky, you know, to be one of the the last scribes to to yeah write about those games to cover the Twins in that era. And uh, I remember my first my first son was born on the same day that they announced they were going to leave Metropolitan Stadium and, and go into this beautiful new dome. Oh, God. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> they lost a lot, of, a lot of fans to that one. Okay, let me give you an example of that because I got season tickets to the new Metrodome because I'm a huge Twins fan. That was, what, 1982 or 80 or something like that? Well, it's, uh, let's see. Well, my son was born in 78. Oh, so 78 it was, okay. So, well, that's when they announced it. So you're, oh, so you're, it was 79 or 80. So yeah. probably about 80, right? 80, 81. It, yeah, 80, 81, something like that. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It had to be 81 because that's the year I met Catherine, my lovely wife. Mm-hmm. Met her in 1981, and, and I told her, hey, I bought some season tickets for the Twins. And she worked, uh, well, she worked for Alan Dorfman. That's where I met her, oh, right? oh. my old attorney. So... I said, do you want to go to a Twins game sometime? She goes, yeah, that'd be great. And I said, well, I have to go down there and pick up my season tickets so you can see the new stadium. She hadn't been in there yet. I hadn't been in there yet. I take her down there, and we're walking through. You know, we're a newly hang. What a what did the cop hang up? Well, after 10 minutes of silence, it's uh Why didn't he chime in? But in any case, very, very quickly, um, I walk in there, and I would take her down. My seats were in the second row right behind the Twins' dugout. I was just all excited. Oh, my God, what a great location. This is going to be fantastic. Uh, we turned to go up the stairs. I said, so what do you think? She says, and I quote, this place is a shithole. <laughs> yeah, I will she, never uh, yeah. <laughs> she always did just speak her mind, didn't she? She always did. She had a keen eye for that, too. <laughs> 
Usually a 21-year-old young woman telling me that my season tickets are in a shithole. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I, I, owe, I owe a great debt, a debt of gratitude to the Twins because I do believe that if Rod Carew had not uh, threatened to kill me every day, Every day, I, yep. I might not be here now because you know, I kind of I kind of built on that as my brand. Oh God, it was wonderful. He hated your guts. I just loved it. Gill fans, I'm gonna Gil kill fans. you. Yeah, Gill fans. Yeah, yeah. He called me Gill fans. And then, like after about six months of that, I said he'd I'd see him and I'd say, I know Rod, you're gonna kill me. Yep, just how it is. It's kind of getting boring now, Rod. Do you guys God, was... have you guys met uh, Clyde Doppner? No, from the Minnesota Twins, he's the only MLB uh, historian, uh, uh, archivist in all of Major League Baseball. I didn't huh. know that. He, he runs the Twins archive, and he has so his story just briefly. And he would be a great guest for you someday, Tom. But all right. he got friends with the um, original owners of the Twins from the Washington. What was their the senators? The Griffiths, yeah. Yep. Uh, the Griffiths, the yep. Yeah. Yep. He didn't want to pay a single square foot of money when they moved from the field to the other. So they were throwing all of these things away. And Clyde had a relationship with him. He was a teacher. And he went there every night and he took stuff out of the dumpster. <laughs> and then Clyde, they became friends and he would give him stuff. And so he yeah. has all, I mean, he's got autographed photographs of presidents from Truman through whatever throwing out the first pitch and he's just a, a tre- treasure trove of information and archives mm-hmm. so anybody can call ahead of their tickets their game and call clyde and say can you give me a tour an hour before and he will meet you in the in wow. the lobby and give you a tour of of the history does he have a picture of uh of Calvin speaking to the rotary club in wilmer or wadena oh, or wasika right. i think it was right yep i think it was wasika yeah <laughs> I'm not sure. Now, you know, you never you should ask him. <laughs> you never thought that, that that Calvin Griffith would be remembered for a speech he gave, but yeah. but the, that one was historic. We have Wanna a tell him what it was, Mike. No. Well, that was the one where he uh, he he just he felt like uh, let's just say that there was he became sort of intimate with the crowd and just it was a it was a, actually you know it was not that different for Calvin to talk like that, but. He didn't realize that uh, my my old buddy Nick Coleman was sitting in the crowd taking notes. Nick, uh, Nick. because because Nick's Nick was married. Nick's wife at the time was the daughter of the sheriff in in uh, in Wasika. <laughs> and uh, so he had gone to he first, he'd heard Calvin was going to speak. He went there. Obviously, he didn't go around saying, "Yeah, I uh, work for the Tribune." You know, Nick Coleman. And uh, then, uh, what were some of the famous things he said at that at that speech? He, I know one of the things he said. I believe he talked about the fact that he had to move the senators to to Minnesota because all the black people there they were only interested in wrestling, right? <laughs> That's, he did say that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, it just went downhill. Yeah, that doesn't sound yeah. like a. <laughs> we have a text in request. They want to hear the story of a street name at the Mall of America. Oh, yeah. Well, you, of course, Tom likes to talk about that, and uh, I, I sometimes I wish you wouldn't, but uh, <laughs> I hate to be known by that. It's so cruel, but yes. It's not cruel. It's an honor. It's an honor. You're right. So they named at the they named one of the streets out there by the Mall of America, Harmon Killaboo Drive, 
which I think was appropriate. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so uh, I, I I then weighed in and I said that they that they should name a street after Rod Carew. Yeah, I you know. I, you want okay. me to do it? Oh no! Yeah, yeah go it? ahead, Tom. I I, <laughs> okay. I don't. I even hate to say that those two awful words. I know you're absolutely right. Uh, I should mention, by the way, that later on there actually was a Rod Carew <laughs> drive behind the yes. uh, the Metrodome. But they didn't take my suggestion. They did not take your suggestion. Mike wanted to change the name of Rod Carew Drive <laughs> to Psychopath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and the great thing was, I, I think I came up with that with that joke like about 10 years <laughs> earlier. And I just waited for 10 years to have an opportunity. It's in the chamber. It's all about timing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's all about timing. Yeah. Is Rod around? or Is he still around? Yeah, I, I think he is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where he's living now. It's a now. fact-based show he, here, isn't it? Wasn't yes, it? indeed he is. Yeah. But they, okay. you know, every now and then he, uh, he, would, he would be in the booth. Uh, last year, I know last season, he'd be in the booth occasionally, I, I guess, to promote something that he was promoting. And Well, I'm sure they paid him, though, to, to appear. Sure. Uh, yeah, that was, of course, you know, that was, that was quite a few years after his uh, heart transplant. Well, it was a heart transplant, right? Uh, close. It was a, an implant. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had an LVAD put in, which oh, okay. is not a good thing. No, and that's that's real surgery too. Yes, it very much is. No, they don't do that with a robot. They, yeah, that's the so one kind of thing where they they like, put your heart on a table. Yeah. So wow. yeah, at this point, he's basically just, he's going to things, doing stuff, but mm-hmm. he's not doing a whole lot because his health is well. Apparently, he had to have a hundred thousand dollars in dental work done to his mouth because of chewing tobacco giving him a cancerous oh. growth. Oh man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I always had. I remember he always had that big plug in his cheek, and um, I do remember there was at least one occasion where he vomited out in left field because he swallowed the uh, tobacco. He always said that what what the effect of the tobacco bulging his cheek gave him sharper vision. Uh, Maybe he had like myopia in one eye that he'd press the bone up there. I don't know. Or he's just crazy. Yeah, well, I I don't (laughs) think he knew the theory behind it, but I will say this. He he sure as hell could see the ball really well. Oh, God, what a hitter. Have you ever tried chewing tobacco? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh. I tried... What's the stuff in the the pouch? pouch? Yeah. Yeah, I tried the pouch stuff one time. It tasted horrible. It didn't do anything. And I was like... Okay, I'm uh, over this, I think. Well, what baseball players, you know, would do is first they'd get a big wad of chewing gum. And then when they chewed it up nice and nice and juicy, they would put the plug of tobacco inside. That is so gross. Yeah, isn't that disgusting? I had a chewer for a roommate once. It was not pleasant. Uh, My uh, brother, so we're one of 11, Mike, uh, kids at our house. And so we never had pop at our house, soda, nothing, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only time we did was a big celebration or we were cleaning the ravine on Earth Day and the old man would go get Viking pop. and we. I was going to say Shasta, but. Yeah, so we were Shasta people too, if it happened. Uh, But one day um, we came in running from outside and my brother JJ was ahead of me. By, you know, a couple minutes. And he ran inside, and on the table was a can of Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. And he drank it, and it was chew spit. So he oh, immediately gosh. goes over to the sink and throws up, and oh. throwing up in the sink. And right after him, 
my brother Nick and I come in. My brother Nick grabs the can and drinks it. it I mean, it's almost identical. He goes oh. over and he's throwing up. Well, it's an open can. What are you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so my dad walks hey, in. Hey, there the were room. 11 of them. <laughs> my dad's like, what's going on? And JJ's crying. There's tobacco in that can. And he's like, whose is this? And my brother Freddie walks up hmm? and he goes, it's me. And he goes, hands it to me. He goes, drink that. And he oh. did. He drank it. And he looked at me. He goes, what? And he goes, kid, you got a lot of balls. <laughs> I like that. He, he, he was so scared of my dad that he drank his own chew spit, so he didn't know he was chewing. You know. Well, that can't be good for you. No, uh, well. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, so we all uh, learned a valuable lesson that day. Yeah, Check the cans so. prior to. <laughs> yeah, if I'm not opening a can myself, I'm not drinking what's in it. In, no, yeah. I, no, I, thank you. Well, beyond that, I wouldn't drink from a can anyway. No, I'm not putting my lips on a can. You can't see what's in there. No, I, well, no, also true. it just doesn't appear to me to be entirely sanitary. I'm sorry. That's true. Well, people think, things. People Call think me neurotic I'm crazy if you must. Because whenever I get a can, I'll blow on the top. Yeah. Get the dust and stuff off. Well, that's and yeah, people that's are good. like, "What are you doing?" It's like, well, I don't know. There's dust and crap. I don't want to drink that. Mouse mm, poop. No. Yeah, exactly. It's who knows what? In a... Who knows what kind of rats have been walking around on that thing? Yeah, or car yeah. salesman. Right. I, I I would have said that if Doug was here, but then I felt like, well, I, now I have to say it anyway. It's in his honor. My father-in-law being a car salesman, by the way, so I can say yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I got a brother that's a car salesman. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, I, I should mention, by the way, that Doug is not here because he is vacationing, but I, I probably won't tell you where he's vacationing, but, but it's someplace really nice, I guess. So mm-hmm. God bless you, Dougie Sprinthal, but uh, he'll be back. And Well, we know what know, country he's weeks. in because he talked about it. He did. He talked about it. Oh, he talked about going to Mexico. Yeah, he, yeah. he did. Well, I love you know, the fact I, that I get to come here and hang out with you guys and yeah. talk while. about uh, selling cars, yeah. <laughs> car selling secrets. Well, like I said, it's uh, kind of a misnomer. Well, you you were his first choice, so. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it could work out. Yeah. That is true. So why, why don't you do this, Jimmy? Why don't you go around the room and ask Andy and then Mike and then me? What was your first car? Because he always asked people what their first car was. Yeah, well, so I, that's true. And I don't know what your first cars were. So maybe. Well, what was you, your first car? Well, that's a famous story on this show. Then <laughs> oh, I think yeah, I, get, I get the number one spot because of that story. Mm-hmm. So let's learn about you, though, Mike. Mike, what was your first car? Well, uh, my first car was the hand me down uh, Chevy Chevelle. And uh, that car, of course, made history. Uh, on the day when I took a left turn and looked down to see the steering wheel in my hands, but not attached to the car. It was like a Roadrunner cartoon. (laughs) What did you hear in your brain? Like the Fred Flintstone tingly toes trying to stop? Yeah, crunching (laughs) the bones, that kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Luckily then, as of now, I was going very slowly. So then that was uh, immediately... Trashed? Uh, you you hit something? Somebody hit you? No, I I just uh, you know I was I was taking the left turn very slowly and there was no traffic around and uh, oh, that's lucky. Yeah, well I guess. And uh, then I just had the car towed and I told my dad uh, never give me one of your used pieces of shit again. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. but he did. Yeah, it took and I one. drove him. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Tom? What was your first car? Uh, 1966 Bel Air, Chevrolet Bel Air. Was, I didn't start driving until I was 21 years old because I couldn't afford a car anyway. But I started driving. So that had to be 1972 then. Six, 19, yeah, 72. 
Uh, it was my first car, and uh, drove that bad boy up to Grand Forks, North Dakota. And uh, it was a nice car, but then I, they traded it in a Volkswagen because mm. I came from Patrick O'Brien, my brother-in-law, was a big Volkswagen guy, so I followed his lead and bought a Volkswagen. Great car. So the first two, Bel Air and a Volkswagen. Volkswagen's a great car. I had one myself in the, in the two, 99s, go. 2000s. Andy, how about you? Did you Have you told your first car story? Yeah, but that was probably the first episode of Car Selling Secrets. So it's how long has it been? <laughs> We're on number 155. So there it's been go. like four years almost. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Pretty crazy would come to think of it. Uh, yeah, I think the first one was the Durango, right? Yeah. Oh, the yep. Dodge Durango. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2006, Recall on that one, too, six, five, six, something like that, Dodge Durango. I don't know. It would have been before that. It's a cool-looking truck. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad car by any means. I still remember the license plate. Do you remember it, Dad? Was it CGR? Yeah, Cigar 311. Cigar 311. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it, too. That was back when Dad smoked a lot of cigars, so we all found that very funny. Sure. Well, you know, I have to say in my dad's defense, uh, he knew I couldn't be trusted with a car. And the next car he gave me was was actually actually an old the the old uh, Ford Fairmont, and uh, that was oh, yeah, the car that uh, that eventually got set on fire by my friend smoking a joint. Oh, oh. that's a shame. Ford yeah. Fairmont. It's kind of hard to come home and say, Dad, uh, you know, remember the front seat of that car because <laughs> it's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So did every late '70s car look identical? Every time you guys yeah. mention a car from that era, I Google it. Yeah. I look at the images, and it's like they all look the exact same. Yeah, they were all kind of uh, rectangular. They all had yeah. that, yeah, yeah, that box that look. Box was that a wagon? Set, yep. We had a wagon. We had a, oh, yeah. a Ford Fairmont wagon. And oh, nice. my brothers took it trapping one time, and they caught a skunk. <laughs> oh, why? And, and, well, they didn't try, but so they came well, but, around the corner to, to undo the trap, and there's a skunk, and so they all got sprayed. Yeah. Well, you, my dad was so pissed because you know, they went out at 5 in the morning and came back, and he's got to go to work. And this car smells like, I mean, because they just got jumped comes in the off. car. You know, I'm, I'm starting to wonder about the intellect of your brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking well, <you> know. spits, <laughs> trapping skunks. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's what youth, you do when you, you know. Yeah, youth, right. Exactly. Yeah. We had dogs get skunked. They smelled for weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It never, yeah, it's one of the... Tomato juice was the, the thing that That's we, what they said. What What about it? You, you put, you... You bathe in tomato juice, yeah. basically. Yeah, it takes... Actually, you're supposed to do that before you even wash anything. Yeah. Really? The, the acids in the yeah, I was going to say, it's, I, I don't know that I'd want to bathe in something that acidic. Yeah. Well, that's I don't know if you'd want to smell like it. a skunk, though. I that's think I'd, a tough choice. Yeah, really. I think I'd take the skin damage. I guess, yeah. You know, we do have to cap the car selling secrets part with Alex's response to Doug when he asked her, our daughter Alex, Catherine, my daughter Alex, uh, Doug Sprinthal on the show says to her, Alex, what was your first car? And she paused and said, I can't remember if that was the Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, that oh, kind of okay. defeats the whole purpose, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really it's does. Not a memorable yes. thing, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's a pretty memorable answer. Yeah. Mine is probably the most boring. It was like a no. three-year-old Dodge Durango. Not mm-hmm. a piece of crap, but, you know, definitely not a luxury car. It's well, good, a good car. What yeah. can I say? Well, It's purple, though. That's something. One thing yep. I learned uh, from, from the best of the best in radio, Andy, 
it it might be boring, but it doesn't have to be boring when you tell it. Doesn't have to be true. No, no, truth is uh, is irrelevant. That's yeah, exactly. It's like politics. Well, actually, my first car was when I was probably what like four years old. Mm-hmm. Dad, you know what I'm talking about? When you were, wait a minute, your first car was what? Oh, the <laughs> one we thought you went missing. No, when I, so I got <laughs> in the car, or I was in the car. I don't know why I was in the car. I don't know if I got in the car myself or what, but, mm-hmm. you know, I get in and I shift it into neutral. Sure. Um, at the top of a hill. <laughs> it wasn't at the top of the hill for very long. Yeah. No. So that's the first time I ever drove a car, technically. I that's shifted true. it and it moved. That's driving a car. Which, didn't Did you I smash see, anything? Didn't I, I think see it that? ran into a tree almost immediately, yes. I yep. think I Luckily. saw that on America's Funniest Home. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Bob Saget well, years? <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking, Andy, about the one we thought you went missing and you had disappeared and it's own, you were asleep in your cozy coop. The cozy coop, yep. <laughs> classic. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, There's still a thing. Car, yep. yeah. Every kid still gets one. I oh, don't know. Yeah. Really? You got to get a cozy coop. Our neighbors just... Uh, uh, we saw one out on the curb. They were getting rid of it, and we were like, yeah, we'll take it. You gotta. Yeah. That's, the, that's the best. The worst is the popcorn vacuum cleaner He doesn't piece, have one of those, and he, of crap I don't think he ever will. Every aunt or uncle or neighbor lady gives your kid when they're first starting to walk. Like, no. here, you need this. The pop, pop, bing, 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 pop, 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 pop. No, what he has is Shuck a... That thing in the woods. Little, he has a little Fisher-Price, I think, whatever, one of those brands, a toy plastic vacuum. That talks and sings. Oh, so it's the new joy. version of that, and he loves that oh, thing. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> oh God, yeah. That. That's the favorite uncle, favorite aunt thing, you know. Like, that. you gave me my cozy coop. You gave me my pop deal. Thing. Yep. You know what I really love about little Ethan, man. You just say the word Bluey, and he runs right to the TV and stares at it. Yeah, he knows Bluey all right. <laughs> they got him, don't they? They start him early. They get him hooked. Yeah, that's the way it works. Pretty soon you're going to have that kid's mm-hmm. like my kid. My kid's got. So here's my theory with children today. Now you don't have 11 kids, right? I don't have. I only have two. Okay. And most of my brothers and sisters, the most of my sister had four, but most of us are twos and threes. Still a lot of grandkids. You're a slacker. So there's 24. Slacker. There's 12 granddaughters and 12 mm-hmm. grandsons and one great really? granddaughter. Oh. Uh, but my my theory with kids is that. In my world today, I'm 48. I have three screens at the office, my laptop, two screens, plus my cell phone, right? I'm working on all those screens. And so I don't deprive my kids of having, if they have come up with the idea to have multiple screens to do multiple things, I, I allow them. I, yes, for sure. Yeah. Because they're going to be behind if they don't know how to, like we did in the radio business, you know, be able to back time things while the phone's ringing, while you've got the song playing in the background, while you got to get ready for the next commercial, right? All of that stuff that gives you skills to multitask. Um, I'm I'm not depriving them, and my son is taking that to the fullest effect. I mean, he's got TVs and hooked up, and mm-hmm. he really. Everybody takes them down and switches it up because it's not always needed. So, how know? old is your youngest? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be saying no screen time at the age of 13. There's nothing you can do about that, even if you wanted to. Yeah. So no, it's it's done. I yeah. mean, there's you just have we to... live in a society right now. I'm looking at what four screens at the moment. Right. So it's everything is based on screens now. Everything's computers. So you mm. got to get them used to that. It's the apps. It's the other stuff that I think is the the bad well, stuff. In, in another million media, years, at the, in another million years, at the human race somehow survived, which obviously it wouldn't. But if, if it did, then human beings would be born with four eyes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. More We're screens to look at. True. We can be like uh, chameleons. 
each eye moving sure. independently. If if that could evolve, that would be interesting. As automobiles have evolved, and they won't be having AM radios in them, and no. they will be having no. units like you're talking about, Tom. Your your app will be able to be on in my car. Yep. My Chevrolet is going to be able to load up your app and be able to listen to your app anytime, or it's going to connect with my phone. My car uses Android Auto, which is basically I plug my phone into my car, and it's got... So Android has like this bit, uh, built-in hidden mode called Android Auto, that you don't see unless it's plugged into a car. And once you plug it into a car, it basically it shows a bunch of different apps on the car's screen, but they're all apps that are designed to be used while driving. So it's going to be like maps sure. or it's going to be music, something like that. And yeah, podcasts are one of them. So if you have an Android phone made after like probably, I don't know, 2020 or something like that, pretty much guaranteed it's got Android Auto on it. So if you plug it in, it should start working, assuming your car can, you know, handle it. Yeah. You know, plug a brand new phone into a car from 1997, you're not going to get Android Auto out of that. Right. Well, no. Yeah, well, I've got an Android phone, but pre-2020, but the thing is, of course, you know, every now and then they tell you, well, you won't be able to use it in two weeks unless you put this new SIM card in. Oh, sure. So SIM I put cards. the new SIM card in, and that is one of the apps. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, that they we upgraded probably. me with. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. So, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. We should probably talk about that because Monday is the start of the Tom Bernard morning yep. show. Are you excited? I am very excited. We we did a show with everybody yesterday uh, with the family and, and Rudy and Brittany. Nine Amy Daniels people. Was in. Was Nine a lot of people, people in yesterday. We did, yeah. Amy Daniels? Mm-hmm. She's yeah, Amy awesome. Amy Daniels came in. She is terrific. She oh, reminds man. me a, a, lot of, uh, a lot of Catherine. They have the same attitude toward me. In other words, it's F you. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah they're not afraid to, to say it. She's awesome. I worked with her she when is. I was over there. Yeah, she is terrific. Matter of fact, I, your name came up yesterday while I was talking to her, and I said, yeah, i got to put up with them tomorrow. Don't bring them up today. <laughs> so, you know. uh, but we should probably talk about that, Andy. You, you, people saying, well, how do I get your show? And basically... What you were just talking about, also Bluetooth, you can get in w- with your with your Apple phone or whatever kind of phone, and, and there's going to be an app. It's free. You put it on your phone, you get in, 
And if you push, uh, push the app, it should connect to your Bluetooth or whatever, correct, Andy? So people who have the existing app uh, right yeah. now, the app is going to get replaced with the new one which is basically going to be very, very similar, just also going to have the morning show on it. So if you're already using the app, however you use the app now, that's how you'll be able to use it then. So that's easy enough. If you don't have the app, I don't know what it's going to be called. We haven't released it officially yet. It's probably going to be Tom Bernard's show app, something like that. We'll have more details on Monday. Uh, Best thing to do, I would say, would be to keep an eye on social media. Because we're going to be doing all those announcements and everything on that. We'll probably give an announcement for when the website's ready, when the app's ready, et cetera, et cetera, all through social media. And that's, that's where the existing social media is. So if you've been following our Twitter, Facebook, whatever, that's not changing. But you literally can set it up so every time you get in your car, it'll just come up on your radio, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, and a lot of people that- are already doing that. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that this is not a situation where you have to, you know, have a special antenna on your roof or no. something. It's not it's not that deal at no, all. No, if you've got an Android or iPhone, you can listen to the show so pretty much anywhere. Your show is yeah. all going to be uh conversational. There's no it's not music, it's not a music-based show. It's No, uh, I don't think so. No. no. Well, could no. you at least like at least once every other day play against the wind? Against the wind. Yes, like we could. Rock. That's for you. Because I only heard that 1,742 times <laughs> in my 25 years on the morning show. Nostalgic yes. for it now? Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, yeah, I, I, it's, it's almost like an addiction now. If mm-hmm. I don't hear it, you know, I start to, tr- I start to tremble. tremble. Yeah, I, I get the shakes. I, you haven't played it here this whole time. You're shaking. Yeah. yeah. You know what I really love about those days, Mike, looking back all those years ago when you joined the KQ Morning Show? So many people in the front office would come in. Hey, so we got a, you got a new guy on the show. You got a new woman on the show. You know, they don't sound like radio people. And I went, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> they do not sound like radio. Ain't nothing wrong with radio people. I listened to Rob Sherwood every damn day when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, I don't think uh, the radio voice is really a thing anymore. What do you mean, man? I don't think a well, lot of people, I, I don't well, know. newcomers to radio, I should say. I don't know. Yeah, I, listened, <laughs> I listened to a morning show for about 15 minutes the other day. I won't name the call letters or anything. But it was a morning show, and there were uh, three guys talking on the show, and they all had the same voice. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I'm not going to name the call letters. They're still doing no, that the voice training yeah, thing it's, it's that they all, do? It's all the, uh, the, the same tone, tenor. And yeah, and it doesn't work. Inflection. Well, and that's the thing. Yeah. It's like if you pay attention to trends, what's big right now is podcasts, YouTube, Twitch, that sort of thing. Yep. And it's yep. all very casual, very informal, uh, no training, no vocal training. Yeah. Because that's what people want to hear. It's They want to hear... It's almost like a substitute for the hanging out with friends atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And I think during COVID, that really blew up because people couldn't hang out with friends. So they're like, yeah. well, let's uh, simulate the experience, basically, by listening to a bunch of people just talk about whatever. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. And, you know, when everyone's talking in this fake voice, it doesn't sound like friends talking. It sounds like, you know, Mr. Radio Man right. reading off a script. Right. I-, I had never heard a morning show before. When I was assigned uh, many years ago, uh, when I worked at the Tribune, to do a story on the hot morning shows in town. Mm. Of course, I'd never been up at that hour. Right. So, exactly. So I had to go around to the, the hot morning shows. 
And the first one I went to, uh, the only thing I remember about it was that I walked in there. I think it actually, I think it was, uh, it might, it might have been KSTP at the time. It was a long time ago, right? So Knapp and Bush. I th- it might have been. Um, I think so, yeah. And um, or it might have been, it might have been another station. But all, they were all kind. They were, there was, they were similar in many ways. But all I remember is I, I trudged into the booth to the studio, and I was just so tired I could barely keep my eyes open. And the show started, and some guy said, Hello, Golden Rapids! It's 42 degrees! And I thought, i got to go back home now. Well, was that you... Pat McKeever? <laughs> I oh, it might have been. Pat McKeever. I, I... He was on KS95. It was, yeah. you know, what the year would have been like, uh, God, I don't know, 1978? Oh, no, I think he was... And uh, so, Tom, you probably remember what the hottest morning shows were then. The ones that I know, Nap and Donuts was one of them. Heinz and Heinz and Berglund, probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would imagine Johnny Heinz, still yeah. great friend. I haven't talked to Chuck Nap in a long time. I don't know what whatever happened with him. He he got kind of religious for a while there. I don't know if he still is or not, but um, that yeah. tended to change people quite a bit. I don't yeah, know why I've it does, noticed but that. It does. Yeah. I, although then, I have to say this. I'm. I'm. Uh, now that I know that Jesus gets me, I have a totally different view of it. Well, not Jesus gets you. Mm-hmm. Hey, let me ask you a question about that. By the way, AOC compared that commercial to fascism. I Does think, she know what fascism is? I think. No. What, I think she was actually talking about the people who paid for the commercial. <laughs> oh, she said the commercial. So, oh, it was the Hobby Lobby guy, wasn't it? One of them, yeah, yeah, and then the, so, and then the, apparently there's some uh, mega churches that chipped in, and they're all they're all basically really they're all basically their their thing the the people who paid for the spot the people behind it, you know they're they're the people who are uh, well they're basically white Christian nationalists is who they are. And what is that? What's a white Christian nationalist? I don't well, even know what that is. Well, that's that's a fairly large segment of the population now. Uh, they're, 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 they're people who, you know, believe, basically, it's all kind of rooted in the great replacement theory. A replacement of what? A great replacement of white people with non-white people. Oh, is that what it is now? Okay. Well, that's the great replacement. That's the one that Tucker Carlson's been, uh, been preaching about for the last five years. Good oh, grief. I didn't know. I've never heard him talk it, about it. It basically has its, its origins. I mean, you go back and back and affiliation and affiliation, but it goes back to the Ku Klux Klan. It's terrible. Yeah, it's there pretty that bad. Many of them. Yeah, it, it, I don't, I've never even heard of this. Why haven't I heard well, of it? Well, you know, you just got to watch Tucker Carlson. I can't watch the news. I cannot watch the national news. No, can't I can't it. watch it. Well, it's not news, but I can't no. watch any. Well, it's of that not stuff. news. <laughs> You're exactly. No, right I, about that. I don't want to hear any of that. I, I basically, I think a lot of people are coming around to the point where they'd like to be entertained. That, that, it's, I was just yep. going to say that. That was yep. exactly. I drove Mr. Hubbard one time, and he had the radio on, and he was listening to. Um, Rush Limbaugh, because it was on a station, right? And he turned right. it down, and he looked at me, and he said, that is not political. That is entertainment. <laughs> yep. And he's, he goes, that's what this guy is trying to do, is trying to entertain people, and yep. it's got an audience yeah. that does it, and that's what people, I think, really want. Well, he, he kind of merged the two, and I think it was a perfect marriage for the for the people who listened to him, yeah. I don't think he, he, he ever had exactly the, you know, how many people did he claim listened to him a day? Well, oh, yeah. he, it wasn't him, it was the people promoting him. 
but they were claiming million or something. Yeah, yeah something yeah, and of right. course it was nowhere near that well he was still no. making a whole oh, lot of money yes yeah. he was holy god was mm-hmm. he making a lot of money tom i want to know what you're going to do in this next show to get the young kids to listen are you going to just show real short segments because it doesn't seem like my daughter can listen to a song for more than i don't know uh, dad is going to become a Fortnite streamer actually oh yes exactly are you seriously no <laughs> that would be awesome <laughs> He goes, no. Dude, you would get so many people to listen to you. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. (laughs) What we're going to do, Jimmy, is that for the 10 years Cumulus was around, and it was not my idea, and Mike Gelfand will tell you this is true, somebody else wanted to turn the show political. I said, we're going to turn the show political and blah, blah, blah. I said, are you sure you want to do that? Because I grew up a Democrat in North Minneapolis, right? That's how I grew up. Um, I said, you sure you want to do that? And he goes, yeah, we... I want to take a pretty pretty hard right stance. I'm like, whatever. Uh, so we we did that, and it got as the time went on, it got more and more and more boring and horrible and all the rest of it. Mm. Uh, this new show is not going to be about that at all. I am I have no interest in politics anymore. Uh, Fox and CNN burned me out on all of that stuff. Well, all of MSNBC, all of they're all pain in the ass. New what? There are about seven of them or whatever. And now one of them's been canceled by a lot of different people, so they're bitching about being canceled on their shows, which I find kind of interesting. Why would you want to bitch on your own show about being canceled? Cancel. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. But I, I just um, this show starting on Monday at seven o'clock on the Hubbard. Uh, and by the way, you can get it on your laptop, your desktop. You can get it on your phone. As we said, Andy, Andy has talked about the fact you can just bring it up on your car radio. It'll be right there once you get the app. Phone is going to be the easiest way to do it by far. It I think. Is. Yeah, just get the app and you get in your car and it'll connect to your, what, Bluetooth or what was the other thing you talked about, Andy? Uh, the Android Auto. There's also an iTunes yeah, version of Android Auto. I don't know what it's called. It's, well, it's Apple Play. Yeah, you know, I think so you're right. Yeah, if you have an iPhone or something like that. If, plug you, in. if you plug your phone into a car made <clears throat> late enough that it has a screen, it should just do it. See, that is going to be great. It'll be so wonderful. But, Mike, it's going to be... The show's going to be what it was when you joined it all those years ago. Yeah. It's going to be about intelligent talk, you know, from you, not me. Right. There's going to be a lot of Monica Lewinsky jokes. It will a lot of Monica is, is it going to be here, or is it going to be yeah. in another studio? Is this the whole shebang That's we're been, in right now? This is, this is it. So yep. when I bring breakfast on Sunday, this or Saturday, I mean Monday, this is where I bring it. Exactly. I, I bring yep. the breakfast this in for yep. the first show. Huh? Bring it in for By everyone. Way, I've been Go wanting final. to do that for a while. Elfano, what about Hot Shot Andy gets his own studio now? Oh, I, I got to say this. He looks really good in that studio. It does. Oh, it looks nice, great. My nice little producer's booth. And it definitely yeah. reminds me of the early days. Uh, well, the days. Yep. And the morning show, you know, when, when I looked through glass and, and yeah. look, looked at, uh, at Tom Bernard. Now I look through the glass and I see his son. And if you're mm-hmm. ever cold, just come in here. You won't be cold for long, believe me. He's a little, t- little toasty? Yeah, a little bit. And he's, So he, what can we do about that? I, I'm surrounded by electronic machinery. I don't think there's anything we can do. Well, there's got to be a way to cool the room, though, without a lot of noise, I would think. We'll figure that out for you, quietest air conditioner. You can't be toasty. Or, well, plus Rudy has to sit in that studio for three hours every day, twice as long as you do, and he ain't going to like that. And it's true. So we'll get it fixed. There's no question. But Now, what I want to do, honest to God, Jimmy, is go back... To, to talking to Carl on the air, get back to Mr. Gelfand, uh, you know, just we're screwing around. Sandy's going to be on. I mean, everybody's, I'm, I'm in, in touch with Brad Blanks right now. I'd like to bring him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's not that I want to bring back that old show, but I do want to get back to having fun on the radio instead of working with a bunch of pricks. Not everybody I worked with was a prick, but a lot of them were. 
Um, I just want to be happy. That's it. I want to be. I love doing radio. I'd love to do radio the rest of my life. But my God, it got so horrible for a while there. It was well, Gelfand will tell you. Well, you know, it's the thing is, uh, I think most of us understand that uh, our country has is is being turned into uh, just a division of tribes. Oh, no doubt about yeah. that. And uh, but you know, tribes uh, tribes and comedy don't really mix. No. And no, comedy is what people want. These people, people can go home and and turn on their TV, and they can get all the tribalism news and entertainment they want. And but uh, comedy unites people, and tribes divide them. I don't know, yeah. you know, because there are there are the people for the you you have a tribe of people that like you and love you. Well, you know? we, we all may have that. It's you know, it's not so much a tribe as a clan. I uh, won't we'll get into the distinctions. Right. Oh. Distinctions, I got you. But, yeah, but, gotcha. But yeah, you're right. But I'm just being, you know, I'm just being an asshole when I say that. Mine's a cult. Not you. But people call the see, people call the St. Paul Winter Carnival a cult, but it really is a tribe yeah. because there's a bunch of people that <laughs> yes. love Winter Carnival and love each other and want to make sure each, you know, we're, yeah. we're in it for fun, having yeah. a good time. No, I mean, I mean, everybody has their own brand of of humor and commentary. Yeah, and there are people who are drawn to it. But the point is. The people who are drawn, say, to, to, to my, my comedy may not be exactly the same people drawn to, say, um, well, Tom's comedy or anyone's comedy, really. Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. mean they hate each other because no. they don't react the same way to the same comedy. So, but that's, that's a lot different from where we're headed. Well, if we're, not he- if we're not already there, we're obviously headed to it. And that will be the end of civilization eventually. It will. Yep, you're right. Well, let me close the show with this because we only got a minute to go. It came up on yesterday's show. Uh, Rudy talked about talking uh, talking with some people that he knew about being on the show, and one guy said, "How can you work with that misogynist? <laughs> How am I a misogynist in any way, shape, or form?" I don't but know. My favorite part of that whole situation was just going down the list of of all the different. But here's my favorite part. Yeah, I don't know. What, you want to work with that guy? I mean, he's so overly, he's so conservative and far right. And oh, my God, he's just a very conservative guy. I had just gotten off the phone with Don Shelby, Garrison Keeler, and <laughs> Chad Hartman. Boy, there's some real far righties there, huh? I mean, yeah. they couldn't be more liberal. No. I love all people. Now, if you get nuts with your far left or far right, then mm. you're lost me. I, I love the fact that you're in in touch with Garrison Keeler. I do too, man. I think the world of the guy. I mean, it's I don't. Like I don't know out. the guy. I I used to see him around a lot, you know, when I, at the U. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I've always made fun of him, of course. Yeah, we yeah. But that's fine. He's yeah. a huge star. Well, he is a huge star, and and he he is Gary Keeler from Anoka. So he is, you know, yep. I I look at him that way because I I see a human being, but of course. He was his thing was more creating a persona, and it worked yes. for him really well until the uh, one of the tribes came after him. Did you guys work at the same radio station in Anoka? <laughs> we, we might have. <laughs> That's right. I see. I That's can't right. seem to remember. <laughs> no, I was working at the Daily at the time, and right next door to the Daily, they had the literary magazine. So I'd see him coming and going at the, in the literary magazine, and I'd be coming and going at the Daily. And uh, so uh, I guess we were uh, we didn't we didn't interact a whole lot, but I used to see him around all the time, and uh, and I always thought that I, I to be honest I I liked his radio show I wasn't that crazy about his writing. 
No, yeah, well, it's understandable. That's that's personal choice. There's nothing wrong. And that's another thing I hate. How can you not like his writing? Well, it's me. I don't happen to like it. You can like it all you want. Well, yeah, and, and I just thought one part of his persona I liked, one part I maybe didn't like quite as much. You know, that's he's fine. a good writer now. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, right. he's a very good writer. And, and I like uh, one of the reasons I like the radio show, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Tom, is we knew a lot of the people on the show. Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't, Russell. yeah, I mean, the local talent. But it was entertaining. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It got you out of your whatever for a while mm-hmm. and brought you somewhere different every single time. But, you know, it's... But uh, it had to go, right? Because... I- I don't. I've been told. I asked many, many times. Did he do the things we accused of? And almost everyone I talked to says no. Right. You know, he got he got a raw deal. I think that's yeah, pretty clear. So, Garrison, if you're listening, I'm never going to stop bu- bugging you about coming on my new show. Oh, that's it's be never going to stop. That would so be great. It. That would be that would be well, good. Garrison on. I I, I just he, put him on the street, man on the street. <laughs> Garrison <laughs> Keeler, man on the street. That would be hilarious. I'm not sure he's no. got the improv skills for that, does he? No. no. Well, he, he did kind of work off a script. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Well, let me put it this way, that uh, in, uh, I think it's on March 2nd and March 3rd, the very, very conservative Don Shelby is going to be hosting the show because I have to leave huh? awesome. uh, to meet my family. And Don's doing uh, well now? Yes, Don's I hear he's been doing terrific. much better. I just yeah. had lunch with yes. him. Oh, did you? A week ago. Oh, okay. I love that guy. He's, I love that man. Yeah, he smells terrific. I feel, you know, I feel like I'm <laughs> sitting across here from a member of the tribe because that's such a member of the tribe thing. What Shapiro? I had lunch with him yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him. All over right, at we Morty's. gotta go, man. Yeah. Thanks for having uh, me. I do have one more quick announcement before we end the show. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, the phone number is going to be changing. We've got a new studio line and everything. All right. So if you're used to calling in on the current number, you should get used to the new number, which is 952-600-2575. Ooh, Uh, good number. It is not a text number, but we are going to be having a new system on the app and on the website that you can send in comments and questions that way. So you can still basically text in you just have to do it through that form uh don't try texting the new number because it's a landline but yeah there you go Nine five two six hundred twenty five seventy five is our new number i am retiring the old one as soon as we end the show today so which is now which is yeah right now i have to go get a haircut you believe that i i'm going to get a haircut today <laughs> i, I do not know the last time i got a haircut <laughs> there you go <laughs> don't do that Gentlemen, anymore Great show today. Uh, Jimmy, you're going to be in the next couple of weeks, too, aren't you? Because yes. uh, Dougie's going to be in Mexico for about a month, I think. If you'll have me next time, we'll go through the Rolls Royce uh, book and tell you how to show you how to sell a Rolls Royce, mm. Tom. More like car selling Rolls-Royce. secrets. Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Please reach out to Carl and have him call in during one of the shows, would you? Sure, absolutely. Because I haven't talked to Carl in a while. No, you know it's I mean? been a long time. It's been probably five years. Probably. All right, gentlemen, have a great day. We will talk to you next week. The show will be the next place I appear, 7 o'clock on the Hubbard Streaming Network. Uh, the apps, and apparently the billboards are already going up. Somebody sent me a picture of a billboard with my picture on it. Billboard. That's kind of weird. Were you doing bus signs? I think so. Bus signs, you gonna billboards. Get a, you going to get an overweight guy dancing uh, on the street? Uh, and everybody thinks it's me. That was great. <laughs> How about Brittany? Is she on the billboards? <laughs> Uh, she should be, and, and so should Rudy. I think I, don't, I think they're on some. I'm not sure. Yeah. 
we did take a bunch of pictures, I know, but we'll stay on top of it. But thank you for all your support over the years. And this show's not going anywhere, by the way, just because I'm doing a, uh, a streaming show in the morning. This will be part of that whole deal, mm-hmm. the family. I love working with my family. And, uh, so this the, show will continue. The same place you listen to this, that's where you'll listen to the morning show as well. It's the same feed. Same feed, baby. So if you're subscribed to this, you're already subscribed to the morning show, as far as I know. So There you go. Hey, there you good go. good to me. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for coming in. Take it easy.